We have uh, this holy space today, and we have two texts to think about in this holy space, in these holy moments. First, amazingly and wonderfully, we have, according to the lectionary, uh, the 23rd Psalm as the passage for this day. Could there be a more appropriate psalm to speak to our frazzled lives, to penetrate our heavy hearts in these days? I think for just a moment about all the people who have said or heard this psalm, this particular psalm, through the generations. Think about all those who've let these words shape their faith and shape their life. This psalm is attributed to David, uh, the shepherd boy. That would take this psalm back 3,000 years and a lot of ups and downs in the history of God's people back to David. 3,000 years, faithful people have been listening to these words, seeking to let these words fill their hearts and souls and, and lives. The Lord is my shepherd. There's so many images of God as shepherd in the scriptures. And this is a beautiful way to imagine God. The one who prepares for us, provides for us, guides us, leads us, restores us. The one with, with whom we dwell forever. Christians have also talked about Jesus as the shepherd. In fact, in John's gospel, he says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. So we build on these words. And then all through the ages, this is what we say. This is what we say when we worship. The Lord is my shepherd. This is what we say on good days. The Lord provides for us. This is what we say when we go to the cemetery and our toes are right next to the grave. The Lord is my shepherd. This is what we say when the bubonic plague covers the world. This is what we say when we're struggling with our personal crises. This is what we say when gun violence visits our town. The Lord is my shepherd. This is what we say when the World Trade Centers fell. This is what we say in these particular days with a coronavirus. This is what we say when we're lying in the MRI machine or facing chemotherapy. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. These are powerful words to hear today. The words remind us that God provides, God sustains, God leads, God guides us, guide, God covers us, God is always with us. I want you to read it along with me in the con uh, contemporary English Bible version, which might help us to hear it even in new and fresh ways today. And I think Bo has this a graphic. I hope he can get it on the screen. Words that help us hear these words and take them into our hearts and souls today. Let's read these words even together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you 
are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the, house, the Lord's house as long as I live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May those words comfort us and inspire us with courage and grace today. I want to read another text for this from Scripture for this unusual day. It's a story about Jesus, and it's a story about his disciples. So listen, the story comes from uh, Matthew 8, uh, beginning at the 23rd verse. And when Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. A windstorm arose on the sea, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus was asleep. And they went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? And then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the boat in this story represents the boat, like life, the boat we're in, our life, our times. We are in a boat and things are quite uncertain. With the virus, we are in uncharted waters. With the virus, we know we're in the midst of storms. The sea in this story the wind and the terror of this story wanted to pick something of what we're experiencing. And the fearful faith of the disciples in the boat is certainly something that we can relate to, right? We can relate to this, fearful faith. Actually, the windstorm and the words arose on the sea doesn't really convey the depth of what's happening in the original text. Most of us probably know something about windstorms on the sea they're scary they can get uncertain they create fear but actually the greek word in this passage is way more emphatic matthew uses a very unusual word to talk about a windstorm on the lake he uses the greek word seismos earthquake an earthquake on the lake such that the waves actually cover the boat. An earthquake on water means tsunami. It's actually totally overwhelming. I think that's what's so challenging about these days. We can get used to storms. We know about rain and wind and a little bit about fear. We're not used to feeling so overwhelmed. We know challenges, we know setbacks, but this is a worldwide pandemic with big changes and challenges that are overwhelming us. Stores out of supplies, people out of jobs, numbers of illness and deaths climbing, markets falling, predictions getting worse about when it might end, 
we're not used to feeling so battered and overwhelmed and unhinged. We're not used to feeling so isolated, so separated, so stymied in our living. And Jesus, he's asleep in the boat. Is Jesus asleep in our boat? We might wonder. Another very cool thing about this passage is what happens when the disciples realize that Jesus is asleep in the boat. They cry out with three very abrupt words in the Greek. They're all abrupt and they're all right together. Lord, save dying. Lord, save dying. Jesus is not just a good teacher. Jesus is not just their friend. They cry out, Lord, in the middle of a bad storm, we need Lord. The Lord is our shepherd. Jesus is not just uh, one who's hanging around with his buddies. They are overwhelmed, and they're crying out, Lord, in disasters, we need a Lord. The Lord is our shepherd. They say, save, emphatically, abruptly. They're not asking for a lesson about how to navigate in these waters. They're not looking for a demonstration of how to put their life jackets on. They're saying, save us. We need to be saved, and Jesus saves. Tsunamis don't need an education or an explanation. They need salvation. Jesus leads us beside the still waters and restores our souls. This is what we hold to. And they say, dying. The waves are too big, the boat too small. We have to do our best in these days. We have to practice safe practices, good hygiene. We have to take care of each other. But finally, the promise, our lives dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the promise. And then Jesus wakes up and says, why are you afraid, you of little faith? Jesus reminds us something very important about what faith looks like, about how faith is meant to be embodied in these days. Faith is not just passive acceptance of truth. Faith is something that intends to be embodied by us, especially in difficult times. He's calling for them to Live boldly, with courage, with commitment. Faith is not just what we say. Faith is how we live, especially in tough times. So this is what we do in these days. We live with faith. Boldly, courageously, trusting our lives to God's care. Not driven by fear, but strengthened by God. Because God gives us courage and God gives us fortitude, even amidst the challenges. This means listening to the medical experts. This means practicing good hygiene and good social distancing and looking for ways to love and serve, to care for each other, to care for the least among us. We want to protect our communities and we want to reach out to the less fortunate. We live by faith, not panic, Trusting in God's presence and promises and doing all we can to share in God's good gifts of love and light in the world. A world in the middle of trauma 
a world in a big storm, we live by faith with fortitude and love and seeking to serve God. Why? Because Jesus wakes up and stills the storm. Even the wind and the storms obey him. Because in these verses, we get a wonderful glimpse of Jesus. He's asleep, and he wakes up and stills the storm. Jesus is fully human. He needs sleep. He's asleep. And the boat and the disciples are full of fear, but Jesus also wakes up and stills the storm. Even the wind and the waves obey him. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In his house we dwell forever. God has the power over every storm, even this one. We can depend on Jesus, his love and his care, it's forever. Fear is real. It challenges us, but we live with faith and courage. We're not alone. We're not on our own. Nothing can separate us from God's love. So we keep seeking to live with faith and fortitude and sharing God's love and light with the world. This is what we do. May God bless us in that journey. Amen.